Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we talk about Twitch, Dota, and Overwatch 2. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League, which I believe is our final episode of the I don't believe I know it is the final episode of the season because the the league is starting up again next week which means newly new season for the league new season for us we've hit 52 weeks which means that we've been doing this season for about a year give or take and it's time for a new theme song if I can manage to get one done in time yeah you don't you don't need to worry about that but honestly like it it feels good to come back and do a new season i mean with covid and everything pushing back you know season two and making season three super long um i'm excited to see what we can get from overwatch 2 in the league especially since everything is changing hands and hopefully we can get you know a better product moving forward but you know it it really does depend on how well the league is going to kick off right right how have you been, Kevin, in the anticipated waiting period between kicking off the league and just doing other Kevin things? Or I'm I'm wordsing now. I don't know what I'm saying. It's all good. Um, I've been doing everything that's not Overwatch 2, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I I casted some Pokemon Unite on uh, on Sunday. I enjoyed the Battle Tower format that we had from the Rush GG tournament. Um, I actually got that event swapped in for me. One of the one of the casters got sick. Um, she she caught the Rona at on like oh, Tuesday. No. And then they contacted me and they're like, hey, could you cast this Sunday? And I'm like, uh, I have a work shift Sunday. Maybe I could swap with somebody. And uh, yeah, one of my coworkers swapped with me and I was like, okay, cool. We we we're we're go, we're good. And so I casted that. Um, and then yeah, I also celebrated my birthday with my family, so I got a new microphone that I haven't plugged in yet, so I still sound like sound like this on this cast for now, um, but expect next week, you know, we might be get some, getting something a little bit different, um, and then this upcoming weekend, moving into the future, um, I'm going to be casting Valorant again for the first time in like, it uh, feels like almost like four months, four, six months almost. Oh, damn. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be sitting down with Artie again. We're gonna be going over some Valorant for the collegiate scene again. So how you feeling um, about it? I am I'm confident because I've been playing a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to like learn everything again. And I was like, oh my god, there's so many like there's new agents that I have to learn. Like, what is this? Like, there's a dude with a with a sniper rifle for an ultimate, like that's weird. Um, so like just figuring out everything in the game, figuring out like what certain characters do like what's the current meta um it, it's just a lot to like digest especially like right before a tournament so i'm, I'm trying to take my time with it oh uh, well, what, what about with oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah go for it you saying best of luck with best of luck with that casting hopefully it's it leads to more casting opportunities in the future yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make a push. I mean, I I still have like a lot of content creation stuff to do and I just haven't had the time. And right now like 
it's a slower week for the escape room because we're doing like remodeling right now. So I'm like, oh, I got to I got to take advantage of this time. I got to like I got to record some videos. I got to go catch up with friends. I got to go, you know, you try art like stuff, you know, (laughs) just try to keep everything up and running. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, How about you, Matt? How, How was your week? This has been one of the most stressful weeks I have ever had. Like I'm normally stressed. Like my my natural state is just stress and pressure. Um, but like I think I finally hit my wall this week. Like I started like twitching again. Like my neck started twitching, my like nose bridge started twitching, like started getting headaches or whatever. Um, so it started out Monday. My supervisor took the week off for vacation. Um, and so I was left to kind of pick up the slack and do what he would normally do in, in a normal week in addition to my work. So that was just super stressful because on top of the workload, it's like, I don't want to mess anything up. So I was super paranoid about literally everything that I did. I didn't want to get messed up or yelled at by my supervisors or like potentially like get fired for I, I probably there's I wasn't going to get fired for doing anything because there wasn't anything I could really mess up that badly. But still, it's like it doesn't look good for a uh, a review. And it's like, oh, you keep messing shit up. So that was one source of stress. Um, and then I had rehearsals, which weren't stressful, but it's just like another thing on my plate to do. Um, and then there's the film festival that's coming up like we were starting on Thursday, I won't be there Thursday, I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then next Thursday, Friday, because I couldn't get opening night off from work. Um, So just making sure that everything is squared away, doing all the box office stuff, I had to go into the office this weekend for a meeting. Um, So there's that I'm also I'm also buying a car right now. It's not been made, I think it's still being made in Japan, it's being made on the 16th, and then shipping here, like, in June or whatever. But like, it's it's expensive um it's just it was time like i needed a car my brother has is getting a car too we're both getting corollas um but like i i looked at the price i'm like okay that's manageable but then by the time that everything was done and i was signing the papers looking at all of the fees it's like ten thousand no more than ten thousand like eleven thousand more than i was expecting i'm like Oh, this is where they get you the stupid fees. So it's just like, oh no, my finances are in shambles now. Um, and then so on Saturday, Saturday was a really bad day and, and it bled into Sunday. But so I was at the training on Saturday and it was it started out really nice. I fell asleep on the train going to to the office. And so I'm like, oh, I should go get food and get some coffee so I'm not falling asleep. Now I don't normally drink coffee, Kevin. So I have no idea what my like tolerance for caffeine is because I drank caffeine a lot as a kid. So caffeine doesn't do anything to me generally. Like I can fall asleep after I drink a ton of caffeine or so I thought. Um, So I just felt like I should try it just in case it might work for me because I didn't want to fall asleep during this training. So I, I bought a coffee and it had a shot of espresso in it. And I'm like, hmm, caffeine normally doesn't do anything to me. So I think I should just get more caffeine just in case. So I bought a Vietnamese iced coffee, which has like five more shots of espresso in it. So by the time the training started, I was just sitting there and like my heart was palpitating and I could feel like my the vibrations. It's like, oh God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die from this caffeine. I'm going to die in this chair. So that's what I was feeling. And on top of that, 
I got a message from one of my old sources from when I worked at the paper in uh, out here where I live. Um, I haven't worked there since 2020 because the world went to crap and you didn't need any more event reporters to go into events. Uh, and so I got a message. They're like, hey, are you working for the signal again? And I'm like, no, I haven't worked there since 2020. Why? Oh, because I saw an article of yours in the paper for today. And I'm like, what? No, I, I haven't written anything for them. And she sent it to me. And it turns out they were publishing an old article of mine with like some excess, some of the other stuff slapped onto the end of it and we're publishing it as a new article. And it's not a bad article. It's it's just about like um, homebrewing and making your own beer at home and microbreweries and whatever. Um, but the problem is, is like they never, t- I, I understand that they own the the content, but like they never told me anything about republishing it. Um it's not technically all of my work because they added words to it. And, and the thing is about this publication, it's like after COVID happened, after all the political stuff that happened in the past two years, they swung really, really right wing to the point where they were publishing like really racist and homophobic op-eds. And I, I am not about that. So like the fact that they they did this to me with this article and didn't tell me and were adding things to the article made me wonder, it's like, how many times have they done this before? Have they done this with some of my articles and then like slapped it onto something that was like against my morals that I never would have written? So that just really stressed me out. And then when I emailed them to be like, hey, can you not list me as a, as a current staff writer so people aren't thinking that I'm working with you again and I'm not getting bombarded by messages of people saying, hey, are you writing for the signal again? Are you writing for the signal again? Um, their response was pretty much just like, we own your content. We can do what we want with it. So fuck you. We'll do whatever we want with it. So, um, yeah, that, that was, that, that was, that's been a very stressful week, but I'm better now. It's like, it's all, it's all said and done. And I don't have to worry about a lot of that stuff. Still, still stressed out because I, I, that's my natural state and I'm working a lot, but it's not going to be as bad this week. So on to the news. Our first story of the week is a Twitch related thing. So more related to people like Kevin and y'all who like people will actually listen to and watch their gameplay. Um, but so normally Twitch gives um, streamers and content creators 70% of revenue that comes in and they pocket the other 30% between, I guess, Twitch and Amazon and, and whatnot, which I mean, sounds like a lot for them to pocket, but I mean, it could be worse, right, Kevin? That's that, that's the breakdown? Yeah. Well, guess what? It's getting worse. So according to a Bloomberg report with people who are, I guess, insiders uh, or have access to insiders on Twitch, Twitch is looking to decrease that subscription profit or whatever profit subscri- or content creators are getting from 70 to 50%. Um, and they're trying to push... Uh, the the content creators to find revenue more through ads as opposed to through subscriptions um they're also looking to maybe create like a different tiered subscription system um which i mean it's this sounds very bad for the streamers as even as like streaming is growing in popularity twitch is getting greedier amazon's getting greedier um according to this article 
Um, on the flip side, sources speaking with Bloomberg said the company may consider easing up on its exclusivity restrictions, which would let creators stream on other platforms and potentially rake in some additional income there as well. Um, yeah, th- th- I don't feel like that's good enough to maybe offset it as well. Yeah. Just saying, oh, you can stream on other platforms and, and maybe make money there too. But like if but that's that's just more work for the streamer to potentially not get the same amount of revenue because you have to build up your following there you have to maintain that platform maintain the content there just make sure you're abiding by whatever restrictions that platform has it's 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 just it's like throwing a drop of water into the fire saying i helped yeah, this is a this is a really interesting like thing if we want to really go into it. Um oh please do. So overall, like the the 70-50 split, when when you do become an affiliate for Twitch, um you get access to like um recording your VODs, uh having emotes and stuff like that, which is kind of a big part of the culture. Um so the thing that like I know that there are a lot of streamers who already do this, but multi-streaming is going to become a lot more popular just because of things like this. Um, I think that you, there, there's a way where you can stream to one source and then that one source will stream out to YouTube, uh, Twitch, and like Facebook if you wanted all three of those to be flowing in and out of each other, you know? Um that way you could have one big community coming out of like all three of the sources, but uh, at the cost of like you not having certain things on certain platforms and whatnot. Um, if we want to talk about, you know, like a bigger move that happened literally, I believe yesterday, um, Saikuno moved to YouTube, which is kind of a big deal for, um, for content creators in general. Um, and and it's just one of those things where um, if, if you don't have, like, you, you don't, like, appreciate what talent you have on your platform right now and you're not going to give them a good cut of it, they're going to go somewhere else. I mean, we saw what happened with Disguise Toast um, in the past. Like, he had a two-year contract with Facebook Gaming and he, he did that. Um, he's now back on Twitch, but... A lot of other people, such as, you know, you lost Ludwig, who was your biggest, you know, subscriber count for the longest time. Uh, you lost, you know, you lost Ray. Now you're losing Saikuno. So there's definitely a lot of, like, big talent that is starting to find platforms that will support the creator. And if this starts becoming a thing, you know, in the future where um, a lot of, like, content creators are going to start, like, reading over everything um like the it is gonna be you know a big deal like it is uh it is it's a really tough thing not only for twitch like twitch can get dethroned if you know if one of these platforms start making a bigger push right to to be like a little bit more helpful towards not only the community but also like you know the esports side of it um yeah like they can be dethroned pretty soon and this is not a good shift like especially when you have a lot of your 
biggest content creators starting to leave the scene um it it is just it's not good for anyone really so i i hope that i hope that twitch doesn't get too greedy because at some point you will like people will find another platform that they can go to um if it happens to be you know something that offers people more money or you know offers them a better cut then that will be the way how they go about it but honestly like right now like i i thought 70 30 is pretty fair like you're you're considering your own your own talent is setting up their own things so they don't have to worry about it but at the same time like later on if, if they want to create a deal with you guys later you you can you know maybe sweeten the deal a little bit but right now you're just hurting everybody else who is trying to make that grind so if you're not a big streamer already you don't have a certain exclusive right or or like a contract with twitch you're just gonna go somewhere else where you feel appreciated and i like uh i mean if, if we yeah it's just, it's just bad it's a bad look for twitch right now so um yeah, don't do this. How do they think that one on just initially 50-50 just sounds ridiculous in the first place, but f- going down from 70 to 50, how how did they think that like this would be acceptable to people on the platform? Do is it because that they're do you feel do you think that it's because they're they're the top of the game right now that they think that they're invincible? Is that it that they like, oh, go good luck finding a a somewhere else kind of thing? The fact that Twitch is even considering this means that they they're they're going for profit over their own creators right now. Mm -hmm. And we we've seen what has happened in the in the past where people will either start to not invest as much into their Twitch or. Uh, you have things where uh, they'll just go up and move to a different platform that will support what they do. So, like, yeah, really, like, you should be caring about your content creators. And and don't, you know, don't call your, <laughs> don't, don't, like, misname your, one of your biggest streamers. That's, like, you don't, that's the reason why Nike lost Steph Curry. Like you heard about that story? No, wait, what happened? So, okay, so Steph walked into Nike and Nike called him Steven. And oh. so he took that and he's like, okay, he sat through the whole thing and he's like, okay, yeah, I can't do this. He <laughs> went to Under Armour. They, they respected him. They knew who he was. And yeah, they they signed a deal with Under Armour. And now, you know, all of Steph Curry's shoes are with Under Armour. Um, same thing. I mean, right now, it's, I, I believe it's, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's true. Um, but uh, apparently they misspelled Saikuno's name and kind of the same thing happened. So uh, it, it just shows that they don't care. They they don't care about their mm-hmm. their content creators. And you should. They are the people who make you money. Um, yeah. <laughs> if literally everybody got up and like if YouTube offered them literally today, if they said, hey, 80-20. Oh, wow. If they said 80-20, it's over. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, they don't even need to do that. All they have to do is, like, 
I mean, the the sweet thing about what what uh you know what YouTube does that Twitch doesn't is that when you when you record and when you actually stream to that platform, um, it saves the video for you like instantly. So people could go back instantly and go and watch it again as a YouTube video, as like a long form YouTube yeah, video. Yeah. You can do that on Twitch. You can't do that. Uh, it it exists for two months and then it disappears. So the only way to archive it is if you upload it and then you you throw it away. You like you have to save it to a hard drive and then use it and edit it later, which is not ideal. So mm-hmm. I I do think that like other other things like at some point YouTube is going to catch up to Twitch. Yeah, and then Twitch is going to be in the hot seat and realize hey we can't like keep up with whatever youtube is doing right now like they are gonna have to make an adjustment and they're gonna see that pretty soon like i I feel it like not only have i been considering moving to youtube for my streams it's like it's getting more and more tempting because like yeah sure esports lives on twitch right now but like at some point like the second that that youtube gets like universal emotes that like work for everybody mm-hmm. like twitch is gone like they they fix if youtube fixes their chat it's over like uh it's just little things little things like that that will make this community like that will sweeten the deal just going into into twitch or like going back to youtube in general because like they have so much stuff working for them it's just a matter of like making sure that it works Mm -hmm. so say this this pay cut does go through um and people start to leave twitch in moss if twitch is forced to go to to re to reverse this decision would that be enough for people to to go back to the platform or once the once they've lost their people twitch is done what do you think i think they need to they need to sweeten the deal one way or another like okay. there's so much stuff that they like not only would it be like oh we would have to go back to you know 70 30 but it would also be like we, we've also fixed certain things in the game or like um like i don't i don't know you would have to give everybody like basic like how could I say it? like what affiliates have right now? Like you have to give to everybody to get, get them to come back. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be like, okay, if you, if you sign up for Twitch, we'll give you three emote slots right off the bat. And then we'll like, you're allowed to get subscriptions and stuff and whatnot all like right off the bat. Um, and then like when you do get to a certain point, like, yeah, you can grow as a streamer, but right now, like that's kind of what it is right now. And we're just all sitting here like, okay like if you do take away the one thing that we make money off of we're gonna go somewhere else where we can make money yeah yeah so so that that is the that is the thing i i think that it's uh it's gonna be really interesting it's gonna be really interesting to see twitch and youtube and you know them just kind of duke it out you you don't know you know there could be another platform that just comes out of nowhere and it's like just 80 20 everybody has emotes like uh esports lives here we have a huge like 
we we've signed every big esports league two hour streaming thing like it's over so <laughs> we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. so moving on to another non-strictly overwatch well it's not even overwatch related at all but non-overwatch related topic um a little bit more into into russian news so there was a russian dota 2 team um and apparently there was a, a bit of a pause in the game at the tournament that they were going to um it was the team let me find it where is it okay so it was the um the the virtus.pro russian dota 2 team um and during a pause in the game um the player ivan pure moskalenko um drew a, the z symbol in the corner of the map um which like if you don't know why that is bad um don't worry it's it's a very obscure kind of thing at this point um apparently during the beginning of the Russian invasion, Russian soldiers were marking a lot of their tanks and their military equipment with the symbol Z, um, which is not a symbol found in the Cyrillic alphabet. So uh, I didn't bother going in the deep dive behind it, but the symbol or the letter Z is now associated with um, a, a pro-Russia stance in this invasion. It's a support for Russia. It's been co-opted by russia supporters as a symbol for them um and if you look at if you watch the video um they they draw the z and immediately start scribbling it out um the 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 player um pure said that he was uh in in an apology video later said that he was he wasn't thinking he was just doodling around and then when they realized the team realized that what he'd done uh, they immediately tried to scribble out and cover up the drawing. Um, apparently, that was... So there's two stories here. One story comes from the esports org, uh, Virtus.pro. Their story is, is that the team got kicked out of the tournament because of that. Um, and then the team also... Um, let go of pure because of that they said that we don't have space for hatred here so we kicked him off the team um according to the uh tournament tournament organizers um the team decided after that to kick pure off of their roster and since the organ the the tournament does not allow for substitutions removing pure automatically meant that that team would forfeit so differing bit of um sides here but yeah um the the rushes thing is still alive and well things are still going on there and it is now going even deeper into the the esports world still it's um i mean honestly i'm surprised there's not more awful trolls doing stuff with russia still and like supporting it just considering what we know about people on the internet yeah uh, I I understand like both sides like removing like first of all both both sides is just trying to shift blame on the other one so that yeah they don't have to like worry about the repercussions of it and they could just leave it up in the air and then nobody has to take responsibility but at the end of the day you're you're a pro like don't like you need to understand like when you're in game 
people are watching what you're doing. You can't just you can't just mess around like that. And like even if you're just messing around, there are consequences to your actions. You you just have to understand that. Um like there there was no strategic thing. Like even I played Dota 2 and I saw I saw the thing pop up and I'm like, this is not a call out. This is not a thing. This isn't like Oh, we're going to this jungle, then this jungle, then mm-hmm. down here, and then back to Roche. Like, no, it was just like straight up there. So, so um, you don't you don't buy the the excuse that it's he was just absentmindedly drawing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like if you're gonna absentmindedly draw something, you draw a penis like on the mini map. <laughs> like that's that's just something that happens. That's that's like, a very gamer thing. That's a very gamer thing. You just you draw a smiley face. You draw like random lines. You don't draw, you know, something that has you know anti-semitic like like i guess like connotation to it right mm-hmm. um unless you the, intend to yeah point. i i the the other side of this like i could also talk about uh i i don't know if they'll get rid of it but uh in valorant too right now we have the zed skins where it's like it's based off of zed uh mm-hmm. like the the dj and the the music producer but like everything that has that's like a part of it has the letter z in it like his, the gun models the uh yeah. <laughs> the sprays um i i don't know if like and it's an expensive bundle don't don't get me wrong it's like limited edition but like still like i don't know if people will like try to get that just because of you know what it means now um but at the same time, like for this thing in particular, I, I, I'm on the fence, obviously. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, it's all his fault. Like he should be kicked from the team. But at the same time, it's like, you're a pro. You should, you should know what you're doing mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Overwatch, like Zarya's skins had a Z because her name is Zarya. And even then, like, overwatch went and then they took the z off the skin just so it couldn't be construed or or weaponized by uh the pro-russian people in any way shape or form so um if you see the letter z in things like that it's probably it's it's probably not just the letter z at that point so now we are getting into a lot of the overwatch 2 stuff um and it seems, Kevin, that we can't get an Overwatch game without talking about Tracer's booty. Uh, <laughs> uh, more an, Our first ever Overwatch 2 Tracer's booty story. So, um, God damn it. So looking at the, um, the, the model for Tracer for Overwatch so far, um some people are like oh my god they've nerfed her booty yet again saying that like it's it's too flat that she doesn't have a butt anymore um if you remember from the very first overwatch game at the very very beginning of when it was released um tracer had a a victory emote that was an over the shoulder people complained because they felt that it was over sexualizing her butt too much so then the overwatch team went and changed it which honestly i feel like in the end i it actually made her butt more prominent and look bigger um but if you 
people are they're looking at this this um the new model for the game and thinking that it was made smaller as to not emphasize that part of her body uh and the comments are are kind of funny um getting rid of tracer's ass will make us forget about the sexual abuse allegations blizzard um they're saying that it people are saying that it's it's wrong to censor her like that what happened to her butt um but if you look at there's a side by side also that's been posted on twitter um if you look at her original design it's she doesn't actually have that big of a butt when she's just standing it's only when she's doing that kind of pose that you actually notice it um it it really i don't think that they did anything there i think people are just it's a mandela effect where they they remember it one way but it never actually was that way so um there you go tracer's ass is already causing controversy for a game that's in beta yeah it's uh <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous um i do think that like as as a player like this doesn't affect gameplay at all like what like i mean there, it's there's no reason to do then, it. i guess I, I guess, but like in <laughs> mid game, you're not staring at Chase's ass. Like, you're not. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of game you're playing, Matt, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like ogling while I'm trying to like fight. Okay. Well, um, I mean, all I have to do is, stare, is stand there and hold the shield. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But like, honestly, like this, if anything, it just makes it look really like unrealistic. I feel like mm-hmm. it, like, you can't erase people having butts like that's normal yeah so i i don't understand what the what the go-to here is that was one of the comments that i've seen it's like like theoretically if they had made it smaller that's just drawing attention to it in the first place and making something that is is not inherently sexual even more sexual because people have butts you're not gonna like change the fact that people have butts like people have to poop somewhere like you have to sit on something like, come on. So, oh, Blizzard. I mean, they didn't even do anything this time. Blizzard fans, Overwatch fans, come on. Um, so, yeah. So, another thing that I guess kind of got nerfed regarding Overwatch 2 um, is Wrecking Ball. So, Wrecking Ball, Hamster Boy, Hammond, has been actually taken out of overwatch 2 for now in this beta um apparently his his grapple hook was a little bit too strong so super our, our boy matthew delizzi super um he was playing as hammond and he was just jumping up and down and like aiming the uh the grapple hook at the ground and just spamming it and he killed the server that he was on and I'm guessing that this has been happening more than than just that time because Overwatch is like, oh, crap, this is this is breaking our game. We got to take out the hamsters. So hamster too strong already that people are finding bugs already for Overwatch 2 in the beta, which is on one hand, it's good that they're finding things, these, these things out now before like they release the game wider. But also like you've had two years, Blizzard. Come on. what What is what is going on here? Yeah, like how do you how do you miss something like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's one of your it's one of your like it, it's one of the heroes that people can play 
and it's just it's just weird in general that you won't like now you're trying to fix it through beta like it's it's fine it's a beta right now like we're we're not mad at, at that we're just like you had time like there's really not there's like no excuse for what what's going on right now yeah um and i guess we'll we'll to segue from there i'm going to skip around on the notes page but um kevin have you been playing more of the beta since we've been playing spoke? as like just a little bit but okay. still some okay so in, in the more extended time that you've had playing it which is of course more than i have um what are your feelings overall the more that you've been playing it uh like i i'm equally as mixed like now because i know that we we got overwatch 2 like what is it two almost three years since it was announced um i think it's, and I think it's it, two two years yeah officially like two like two years of it being like announced that hey we have overwatch 2 right um it just feels like yeah it's the the gameplay itself doesn't feel like it's changed as much um as much as like yeah 5v5 is a different thing there's different things to explore but at the end of the day like it's still the same like feel of overwatch and there's nothing that's like really added to the game this just feels like a patch like this just feels like a really like nice patch really um but like it, it's a completely different game like the 6v6 it's now you know 5v5 but on top of that like it just feels different it, it doesn't it doesn't feel new it feels like it's patched that's the best way how i can say it uh-huh okay so um are you overall are you having a, a positive feel for it a, a negative feel for it a neutral feel for it um i i feel like i'm having here's the thing like i feel like overwatch 2 feels like playing overwatch 1 the thing that i miss the most is playing with friends and mm -hmm. overwatch did that for me like overwatch was one of those games that like brought everybody together to go ahead and play but like if we find another game that we could all play together so has everybody together we are going to move to that game and play as friends like that's the main thing that that i played overwatch for was for you know the teamwork the like hanging out with right. friends and stuff like that but like overwatch 2 just feels like it feels like hanging out with friends but like less friends one one less friend <laughs> like you gotta you gotta pick the friend you like the least and kick them off the team <laughs> yeah and it, it makes it super awkward because like majority of us who are playing together were tank mains so mm -hmm. it's just like okay well now with only one tank we gotta either a rotate out tanks or b just like sit here and not do anything like like we had to start a new server just for us or like just a different queue for ourselves so we could actually play the game but kind of what you've been saying is what a lot of people have also been sharing like this one article i found from destructoid is the so far the beta makes overwatch 2 feel like it could have been an email and that's what i'm, I'm getting from a lot of people it's like cool you gave us something but it's not it it doesn't it's not commensurate to the two years you spent 
building this game up. Like I, I watched Donkey's review because I've been watching a lot of Donkey, and it's like, oh, this is like it's just a couple maps, and you took out a tank, so it's it's even easier to steamroll. Like it, it hasn't even addressed any really of the issues that people had with Overwatch One, and it's like if you're if you're a healing player it feels like you're left out of the party really because the tank's got a huge like quality of life upgrade even though there's one less of you the tank players in general got a lot of buffs that made them stronger and more viable and you are um you have a bigger role because you're the only tank with with dps heroes it's like you're you're always more fun to play because you're the one in charge of getting kills you have a lot of abilities you have a lot of variety and then with healers, it's just like, oh, you guys are here too. Hey, welcome to Overwatch 2. You're still doing the same thing. No, no fun upgrades for you guys. So um, what initially was met with a lot of fanfare, which was hyped up by a lot of like the creators and, and people in the community, now looks like it's just um, that, that shine is worn off and people are a little bit discontent that nothing's really changed. Um, there are things, I guess, coming in the horizon. Um, XQC, for whatever reason, that in spite of his, his awful conduct, his racist stuff that he said, and just his bad behavior, Overwatch continues to keep throwing him a bone, which I, I do not understand. There's a thousand other content, a million other content creators you could support over this scumbag. Um, XQC found that he was glitching around in the game with Sombra and he was able to get his way into the um, a part of the map that should have been locked off but what it looks like it's going to be the PvE section of King's Row and it's not even complete and from I watched another video of someone using his hack and getting in um, but from that person's video it's it's massive it's huge so the PvE mode might be the only thing that saves Overwatch 2 from people being like, oh, cool, it's a minor upgrade again. Um, and, and like and Blizzard... Here's another like piece that I want to mention. It's like the, the PvE is essentially going to be like Left for Dead, right? So uh -huh. if, if Overwatch makes a good Left for Dead, then people will go and play Left for Dead. They'll play the PvE all they want, but like the competitive half right now, you know, the, the PvP doesn't feel like it, it has the same amount of impact. If anything, it feels like you're nerfing or changing just smaller things that came from Overwatch 1, but you're not really giving us anything new to really explore besides push and, and like, you know, maybe different sound stuff, but that's about it. Mm hmm Yeah. I mean, they made so much emphasis on the sound and it's like, well, yes, it's helpful and yes, it's nice. And yes, it could um, eventually like get to the point where the sound cues really make the difference between a player who's paying attention and is not at, at some point it's just going to, people are going to forget about it. It's, and while that in itself is, is a good sign that people will get used to it and, and it'll be an integral part of the game. It's like, it feels like too many resources were spent there instead of making the the viability of the game up to par. Um, 
so in, in, in a blog that Blizzard actually released from the developers, um, they said that their main goal for the first beta was to shift to 5v5, release some new maps in push mode, um, and make sure that the servers were stable so that just people can actually play it. And then now that that has been, um, that now that it has been done, that now that they're getting their data and focusing on gameplay and balance and stability, um, they're going to look to other things to expand in the next round of the beta. For example, like um, they, they're going to hopefully in- include a ranked mode. Maybe um, in in the future betas, they're going to put in quick play classic so that people can play 6v6 um they're going to try to update the queue times somehow uh, maybe through including um the quick play classic so more people can get into games um they're going to be balancing the game they're going to be trying to make it even better for support heroes to play they're going to start tweaking the scoreboard to add some more helpful statistics for and what they're looking at is including eliminations, assists, death, death, um, yeah, deaths, damage, damage mitigated and healing. Um, the damage mitigated is going to be like a new category for things like um, Baptiste's immortality field or Anna's um, uh, dart thing, whatever it's called. Um, see, nano boost, that's what it's called. Um, and they're going to be updating some, some UI stuff and design. So they're pretty much saying like, we just wanted to get this off the ground. Now we're actually going to be making changes. But I feel like if that's really what you were going to do, you could have waited a couple months. Like you could have, you could have put out a nicer package to begin with because now that you've released it early and, and people have already formed their opinion that Overwatch 2 is just more of the same, you're fighting an uphill battle with that public opinion here already. I feel like they shot themselves in the foot by not by not including all of these things already. I don't know if these are things that they discovered that people wanted after they released the the beta, but if they knew if these are things that were working on from the beginning, I feel like they should have held on to releasing it until afterwards. Okay, yeah, on that part I do agree. I feel like if they delayed it even a little bit and then just gave us PVE instead or like even mm-hmm. if they just gave us PVE like you don't have to make the change. You'd say like, "Oh, it's five v five, but PVE right now." I'll be like, "Okay, that's brand new. That's something that we haven't seen." I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, so I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was the right call. Um, I I really do wish that we get more, uh, more from Blizzard in the future. Um, and I do feel like the best play would have been to like hold off, but we won't. Uh, you won't know until we we get to that PVE. Mm-hmm. So to to contribute to people's like less than stellar feelings towards Overwatch Two, um, hackers are already making their way into the game. Um, there's already been reports of wall hacks of of aimbots, etc., etc., etc. And one so one hacking provider hacked into another hacking provider and looked at their data and whatever and revealed that they're making um 10,000 a month alone on on Overwatch 2 stuff already I guess and it's only it's not even been 
like a month. They've already made $10,000 this month, like 10,682 this month on, on Overwatch hacks for the beta. And it's like, it's not even, it's not even the real game. It's just the beta. What are you doing? What are you doing, people? People are trying to pr- trying to uh, impress their e-dates with their get it. non-existent MMR. <laughs> they have 11,272 records, which I'm guessing is however many users are, I guess, maybe paying for this or maybe transactions they've made. Um, the keys for these hacks cost $8 for a day, $40 for a week, $150 for a month. Like, what are you doing? Paying a hundred fit or at the, even paying eight dollars for hacking a beta that's not even complete. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see that like working out. So I I don't understand how people can be this desperate to be this good in the beta. Like it doesn't amount to anything. Like I get it if it's like Overwatch yeah. two gets announced and there's a comp mode already and people want to play it, but like. There's not even that yet, so... You don't even have that excuse. Yeah. It's just... It's so weird. I really don't understand it. Like, is that the really... They just think about that money. What else could you spend that money for? You could spend that money on, on like, so many shots of caffeine, right? You could You could just... If you want some excitement in your life just buy a bunch of caffeine shots or, or espresso shots and just drink that. I guarantee you it's exciting. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just buy like nine volumes of manga. Like, honestly, that's a, that's a better use of your money than overwatch two hacks yeah. for a game. Like that doesn't even give you the, like there's no benefit to like rank or anything. It's just there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like from from job postings anyway, Overwatch and Blizzard are looking to hire some dedicated people to developing anti-cheat software, to discouraging hackers, to making sure that like games are as secure as possible. But even then, it's like the hackers are still going to be one step ahead of you. This feels like it's going to be just a very reactive position where you're always just trying to catch up with whatever people are creating. So you're always behind, you're always running after the technology and there's always going to be some new hack as soon as you get rid of the last one. Um, but I mean, if people are already paying for hacks for the beta, like what does that mean for when Overwatch 2 actually releases and, and this becomes a live thing? Yeah, you're, you're just going to have to figure out a way how to get in there and, and stop it, especially if you're a, uh... You know, if you are a developer for mm-hmm. you know Overwatch Two, like if anything, you you really need to learn like what what is up with this right now, and yeah, try to find a way to combat it before you know your game officially releases. So I feel like the the last real things that we have are like Overwatch Two's gonna be or not Overwatch. The Overwatch League is coming back next uh, on Thursday, which is. I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday. We're going to release it on Wednesday, day early. So Thursday um, is going to be the start of the league. We, we mentioned whoever's the, the matches last week. Just to kick off, like right before the Overwatch League 2 
or Overwatch 2 series season. Geez, words are hard. Um, G4 decided to have a show match for Overwatch 2 um, and just kind of have fun, like explore what what the uh, what the scene could look like and um, more of just like Brandon Sideshow doing weird things and, and letting him go ahead and run a tournament. Um, but yeah, they brought back the foreheads, which if you didn't know about that podcast, it was uh, Golden Boy, Brandon Sideshow and Reinforce. And it was like a comedy Overwatch podcast where they would just like crap on every player uh, <laughs> when they had the option or just like talk about weird things that happen in Overwatch in general. Um, and yeah, G4 was just like, hey, you know what? Golden Boy works for us now. Uh, we might as well just try to, you know, kick something off for Overwatch to celebrate the game and see how it goes. So it was kind of cool to see every everything come together. You know, it was Bren versus Sideshow, just a couple of maps uh, played out here. Uh, Bren swept the whole event. Sorry, spoilers, but like, it's just, you're going to go ahead and watch the whole thing. Um, just enjoy it. It feels like a flashback to Overwatch 1 for a, a little bit. Um, as we start getting ready for the league for overwatch two. Um, but I don't know, you know, this is, this is just a good nostalgia kick. I don't think it's going to be enough to like, it, it depends on how well the league kicks off, especially on, you know, Thursday and Friday, those are going to be like kind of the bigger days that everybody's looking at. And a side note, excessive brain activity can shorten your lifespan. According to this tweet, from uber facts i i guess this means i'm dying very very young kevin <laughs> we gotta stop thinking we just gotta do yeah just like don't think about whether things are coming across the street just walk just cross that road <laughs> um but yeah so going back to the actual topic um what are you excited if anything to see in this upcoming season of the overwatch league like Knowing what we know about the beta, knowing what we know about the teams that a lot of our favorite players are gone. Some people are coming out of retirement. Um, the desk is different this year. Um, what are your thoughts going into this weekend? A game going to be interesting for sure. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that makes me feel like it, it's a really interesting like vibe to it is just looking at the landscape of where we're coming from to where we're going to. So like we're sitting there at, at least for me, like I'm, I'm looking at overwatch too. And I'm like the San Francisco shock are a completely different team. Like Smurf is yeah. on the uh, soul dynasty. Like there's a whole bunch of just like players who are in different places now. And like, it's cool to see some of the, like the older talent that we cheered for, but like, you know, the shocker brand new, there's like a whole bunch of teams that are rebuilding. There's, it's just a matter of like understanding and enjoying what does overwatch two have and how will that esport kind of like blossom? If anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answer. I feel like I should be excited, but at the same time, it feels like, you know, what, are they changing about the game that's going to make me excited to watch this game, you know? Right, right. I mean, you've played the beta. You know what is coming. It's just, can the pros do anything to make it better? Can the casters do anything to make it more exciting and palatable? 
Um, um the the thing is like there are new characters like we we are going to have to deal with it kind of in that in that way. Um but I do want I I feel like everybody once again like I I agree with uh what Uber said. Everybody has to bring their their A game. Like there is there is no way that this game is going to be like easy uh like it like it was like learning through the game having it like for years like this is a brand new game essentially you just have to like think about it like it's cool that there are things that carry over from overwatch one but like you have to you have to get us hyped for this like it's going to be on the casters it's going to be on the production um it's it's a lot of pressure especially going into you know the longevity of overwatch 2 it mm-hmm. it will matter especially you know this first week and especially moving into like bigger events later down the line as well yeah i feel like this if anything we've said it before like we said it during pandemic um but i feel like it's more true almost now because like at least in pandemic people were looking for things to watch looking for sports um, and esports could have taken advantage of that, I, I, but they didn't. But I feel like this is actually going to be Overwatch's real proving ground of his season because we have a new game coming, we have a new format coming, we have new heroes coming, we have new modes, new maps, a lot of new things, um, and new talent that could could revitalize the Overwatch scene and especially the competitive Overwatch scene. And if Blizzard and the league don't do enough to capitalize and grow that audience and reinvigorate the audience and bring people who left back into watching it, um, then I think the league is dead after this year, honestly. Like I have friends who definitely left watching Overwatch after Goats. They completely stopped watching. It's like, I can't watch it anymore after Goats. I don't care what they did to change it. It got really boring for me. So if Overwatch 2 isn't enough to bring those fans back, then the league, I think, is done. I think this is their make or break. Yeah, I, I do agree. I feel like it is a make or break moment for the league. You either win the crowd back this year or you lose everything that you've worked for. Um, and I know that's kind of, you know, that's way darker than what they really want to hear, but it's true. It's like, if you cannot impress your your audience that you've had that you've strung along for what five years now like what are we supposed to do to enjoy the game now you know like if you don't provide like excellent content right in a way um how how am i as a spectator supposed to enjoy the game right if, if you can't even make a quality product that will entertain me and like remind me that overwatch is a game that is legitimate. It's not just like a joke in general. Um, like you need to prove that to me soon. <laughs> like if you can't do that, then yeah, the, the, the league is going to be over next season. And uh, we're probably going to have to rename this podcast to something else. <laughs> I mean, I have ideas. Uh, li- like, yeah, literally we have, we have a lot of ideas that we could go off of, but like, still, it's just like, come on, like 
you you have experience running this you have to make this work for us like as as a spectator you kind of like you need to prove that we can trust you with the the future of this game because if not you know we're going to find spiritual successors like people are going to move to other games and it's going to be it's going to be like that you know there's always competitive farming simulator, Kevin. We'll always have that. Hey, we're we're all just gonna move over to that uh to that Gundam game. Oh yeah, the Gundam yeah, we're, game. We're all gonna we're all gonna play Gundam Evolutions. It's over. Like if you if Overwatch cannot be if Overwatch 2 cannot be Overwatch, like will not like capture the hearts of everybody who played Overwatch, we're just gonna play Gundam Evolution. And this is how an entire generation of of new Gundam fans going back to watch the originals will realize that it's not all robots. It's a lot of, it's a lot of politics and boobs. That's fine. I'll, I'll take that. That, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like my kind of, my kind of game, but like for the most part, it is still like just trying to figure out what you can do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do want it to be, be good. I, it, I do. It looks good uh, at least. Yeah. I, I want not just the game, not just like, you know, not not just overwatch to be good but i want like you know i want overwatch to be good but i do want another game that can push it to be better too and if it yeah. happens to be you know this gundam game as well we we want to healthy competition in the esports scene yep uh healthy competition only benefits the consumer mm-hmm. so I, i'm excited to see what happens either with that um and yeah, I, I hope that we can have have another good run at that. We'll see. We'll see how they uh, they're both in beta. I mean, Gundam Evolutions and this game is also in beta, so it's just going to be a matter of like, what can we do with it? You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the end of the news that I think we've collected over the week. Uh, anything that you wanted to add, Kevin, before we we sign off for this season? Which will uh, resume next week anyway, so it's not like we're leaving or going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's not like anyway. we're leaving. Um, but yeah, I I just hope that everybody has a good time playing Overwatch too. If you guys are still playing it, um, enjoy. Um, my voice might sound different the next time you hear me. Um, I have to install a new microphone and a new sound mixer, um, that I got for my birthday. So uh, we gotta we gotta test all that stuff out. So we'll, we will definitely be peeking at that uh <laughs> next next uh cast as well so once again play your overwatch 2 beta there's a chance to go and get it if you missed out on it just watch the first uh watch the league um there's going to be more drops available so definitely keep that in mind and i hope that you guys enjoy overwatch 2 and uh continue continue enjoying you know the the esports side of this whole thing Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode and across the season and across the other seasons. We'll be back at you next week with a brand new season, and we'll start covering the league again and and whatnot. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in and catch you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you a new season and cover the first week of the Overwatch League. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.